In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. If it was up to us, things would probably look very differently. Maybe if it was up to you, it would be Christmas time all year long. Maybe if you were responsible, the work week would not be five or six days, it might be four days or even three days would satisfy some people and bring them joy. If uh, you're a college football fan, maybe if it was up to you and you were on the panel that was deciding who was getting in, it would be Florida State instead of Alabama. If it was up to you, maybe there would be certain movies that would end differently. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, wonderful message in the story about how beauty runs deeper than skin, but it all crumbles at the very end when... Uh, Happily ever after only comes after the beast becomes a prince, a handsome prince again. And so maybe if it was up to you, you would rewrite the script and it would look different and Belle would marry the beast. Maybe if it was up to you, things would be very different in the world. Maybe you would have three sins and you're out. No one would make it to heaven or perhaps a divine snap and everyone would be saved. But thank God, the Lord chooses things differently and he does things in a completely surprising way that catches many of us off guard. He chooses to create humans in his image. This is something the devil didn't like very much and led to the downfall of Satan when he uh, was angered that humans carried the image of God. When we fell into sin, the Lord, in order to redeem us, chose to save us by becoming incarnate. St. Paul tells us that Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant or taking the form of a slave and came in the likeness of men. The season of Advent is a reminder that God does things in a surprisingly different way than we probably ever would think to do. Now, if that wasn't mind-blowing enough, the fact that how the creator of the universe comes and becomes a human is just as incredible. Our king could have chosen to be incarnate in a rich and powerful family. Perhaps if you were doing it your way, he would have come in that way and that would have made a lot of sense because he would have had a lot more influence to start his public ministry. Yes, but instead, the Lord fulfills his purpose of salvation through a poor virgin from an unassuming and simple background. So the question is, why does God choose to use seemingly insignificant people to accomplish extraordinary purposes? Why did he use fishermen, for instance, to be his disciples? Or a group of women whose voice would not have been respected in the first century time of Israel to be the first evangelists to spread the message of the resurrection of Christ? Maybe... If you were doing it, you would have done it very differently. Well then, thank God, 
it wasn't up to you and me how God chose to do things. Maybe if it was up to us, we might not trust the preaching of a woman who had fallen into sin repeatedly when she met and encountered Christ at the well to go back to her village and to preach to an entire village in Samaria. Maybe if it was up to us, we might not think that someone who once robbed and murdered people could become a father of monks in the wilderness. Maybe if it was up to us, we might not think that a young child who experienced the trauma of losing his mother during his birth would grow up to become the patriarch who led the greatest expansion of the Coptic Orthodox Church across the world. If it was up to the standards that we set, you and I would likely have no hope of anyone, maybe even of ourselves, being saved. God chooses the unexpected, and in so doing, he confounds the wisdom of the world. Now, the Lord is not just trying to confound or confuse us with his choices. It's just that his choices confound us because we oftentimes are drawn to the flesh. We still think that we know better than him. If we were in St. Mary's place, certainly we might have asked the questions, why me? Why now? Why not her? Why not someone else? It's not fair. How come? But St. Mary responds so beautifully and humbly. Even after she was troubled by the greeting of the archangel who called her highly favored one, she looked at the surprising choice the Lord makes. And rather than questioning his wisdom, she responds with a humble and grateful attitude, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. She saw what most of us fail to realize. St. Mary had a real sense of awareness of who the Lord is and what it is that he does. Now, in her song of praise, the Virgin mentions seven things that he does. She says that he shows his strength. He scatters the proud in the imagination of their heart. He puts down those who are on their thrones. He exalts the lowly. He fills the humble with good things, or the hungry with good things. He sent away the rich empty, and he helps his servant Israel. It's he who does. It's he who works. And St. Mary understood that. And she didn't say, well, if it was my way, she simply says, I'm the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Sometimes the choices that God makes and the things that he does can be very surprising and confusing to us. The issue is that most people are infatuated with pomp and lights and gl glitter and glamour. Who has the prettiest Christmas lights? Who got the most expensive gift? St. Mary saw what we usually miss. God's surprising ways are oftentimes concealed in simplicity and in humble and little ways that we sometimes miss because we're not looking. 
He works in ways that appear hidden and that appear subtle. The Lord, think about this, the Lord uses water and oil to introduce us into a fellowship with the Holy Trinity. He chooses to use bread and wine to offer himself to us that we might unite with God himself. He might use a random stranger in a gas station to reveal the profound truth of the gospel to you if you're willing to hear and listen. For some, he uses the birth of a baby to open their eyes to the mystery and the gift of life. And this morning, we read about how he uses a poor, humble virgin to not only carry, but to care for him. He uses the ordinary and unremarkable things in life to reveal his presence among us. Every time we think of Christmas or sing the praises of Kiach, we're reminded of the incredible and surprising choice that God made by coming in the flesh from a poor virgin to redeem us, to save us to renew us, to grant us the gift of life with him. Yes, the Lord showed his strength with his arm. He scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He put down the mighty from their thrones and he exalted the lowly, he exalted the humble. He filled those who were hungry and he sent away those who came saying, I'm rich, I'm in need of nothing. And he helps his servant, his people his beloved. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just something that happened 2,000 years ago. Yes, God came from a poor virgin. It's wonderful and it's remarkable. You can't think of this season without thinking of the birth of the Savior from the virgin. But the good news is that he continues to do what is still wonderful and what's remarkable Today He makes today, he takes people that no one else would think could be used by him and does the incredible. He makes saints out of sinners. This is the gift of Christmas that he comes to offer to us through his own life. We will always have those amongst us who would say, if it was up to me, I would do it this way. But we also have those who are here from the depth of their heart and perhaps each morning, even if these are not the words that they use, but the cry of their heart is, my soul magnifies you, Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. The question is, do we have that type of humility? Not to think that we are worthless and poor, and useless, but the type of humility that can believe and submit to the will of God. The type of humility that says God is desiring to use me, that God is desiring to enter into me and fill me so that he can transform me and I can become a useful vessel for him. This morning, as we respond to God's uh, presence amongst us, Perhaps we pray those same words of the virgin. Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. My soul rejoices. My heart cries out 
for you, O Lord. And perhaps if we pray those words, our Father will offer us some great gifts this morning. The gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. The gift of His Holy Spirit, who He sends upon His people each time we gather and each time we are prepared to receive Him and be filled by Him. As the Lord comes to us today and He works amongst us, may we delight in watching Him continue to do the remarkable and the wonderful. May we continue to glorify Him as He continues to pour out these great gifts on us and still engage in some pretty surprising choices when He takes some pretty perhaps terrible sinners amongst us and say, I'm going to transform you if you have the humility to accept my will in your life. The question this morning is, do we have that type of humility to accept the work of God in our life, that we might become a useful vessel unto him? All glory be to his name forever. Amen.